0: Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor Podcast. My name is Crystal, and I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. For those of you listening to this episode right now, this episode is going to be a little bit different to what is typically on the Gentle Counselor Podcast, and that is because back in October, we had World Mental Health Day, and I had some lovely friends come together, as guest speakers in a private group called the Aussie Mums Mental Health Virtual Event. So the format of the episodes are going to be a little bit different, but you're going to hear back the replay of my interview with the amazing speakers on a variety of topics. So stay tuned for these episodes because they're packed full of goodness.
1: Hello. Hey, how are you? Good,
0: how are you?
1: I'm really good. Uh, How's the duck? (laughs) The duck is out of my kitchen. Thank goodness me.
0: (laughs) I was just just on Tasha's stories and there's a duck walking through uh, under her dining table last time I checked.
1: Not good because you know ducks are full of salmonella and not good, and we have them in the chicken house for a reason. And uh, for some reason, someone left the door open and in he waddled, so he was not welcome at all.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> oh, funny, dear. yeah. All good, Stephanie. Thank- um, you'll be able to watch the replay later. So if you can't watch live, totally okay. If you have any questions or anything, you can always come back and post them down below. Um, If you're watching this live, of course, ask questions as well and say hello and chat with us along the way. Um, Otherwise, yes, welcome to Tash. And if you don't know who Tash is, um, I I don't even know how to describe you in one word because I feel like you (laughs) do a little bit of everything in a good way. Like you have the podcast, you have the diaries that you sell, um, and then you've got your membership that you just started too. And so Tash is all about inspiring busy women to create more time for the things they love. And I think that's a really good way to kind of sum up what it is that you do.
1: It is. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. There have been some amazing speakers earlier in the day. So I feel really honored to be here to chat to the community today and, I do help women create more time, which uh, ironically is what we're talking about in this particular interview, Mm. which is great. Uh, And yes, so I have the planner, the community, the podcast and the membership as well. So it's a really lovely space to be in. And I think we're all as women working towards very similar things in terms of what we want to create time for. So it's a really great conversation. Yeah.
0: When everyone was joining the group, because I put in the like membership questions, um I, so many of them were around like balance or feeling overwhelmed or creating time for themselves. And I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Because we're gonna yes. be able to get into it now. And isn't that
1: wonderful that we all do have those same yeah. like we're united, I think, as women. Because firstly, I want to acknowledge that we as women are really natural givers. Mm. We give so much all the time. And even when we're not feeling like we're doing much, we are still giving. And it's emotionally and physically and mentally depleting at times. And I think that's why we tend to feel like we want to have more time for certain things. Mm. And one of the main things I hear women say is they don't feel like they get enough quality time with the most important people in their lives. Yeah, And
0: that's really sad Mm. when we think about it, too, because it's so easy to get caught up in, like, the hustle and bustle of, like, your everyday routine or, like, the things that we feel like we're supposed to do, like, work or school or cleaning or this or that. Like, just things that don't really bring that much value to us on that deeper level that we then realize, okay, I'm not actually giving myself where I want to be. And that's where we can feel like we 're not living a fulfilled life, you know, and that 's where a lot of guilt can come in and
1: mm.
0: and you 're just running on empty because we 're not filling ourselves up either
1: all the time mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and we we 're pretty good at blaming ourselves for a lot of things as well, um, as much as we are givers, we do beat ourselves up a lot, mm. so it is, um, it's interesting, you've actually just used a few words that I was going to use in describing (laughs) what self care is and what it is not. So uh, yeah, I think we are totally on the same page.
0: Yes, definitely. All right. So let's, let's start. because I have, I have a few uh, questions for Taj before other people jump in and ask any more questions. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how can mothers feel less overwhelmed in their daily life?
1: All right. Well, overwhelm is when we start to spend our time doing things that are not aligned with who we are as a person and what our core values are. So firstly, what I encourage everyone to do is to really think about the way in which they're spending their time and the way in which they're going about their daily activities and their daily schedule and ask themselves, am I feeling resistance here? Because if I am, this is what's going to continue to cause me overwhelm. So I think looking at what we're doing in our day or maybe the way in which we're doing certain things in our day, because let's be frank, there are going to be things in our day that we have to do that we don't want to do. And that does cause overwhelm. Like you should see the size of my washing pile after coming back from camping. Holy moly. (laughs) Uh, However, it's about getting a good mindset around it and tackling things in small steps and small chunks first. So having a think about uh, the decisions that you're making and the people that you're saying yes to and the things you're saying yes to that you really want to say no to.
0: Those are the things you can start with to try and reduce that overwhelm. That's such a good point that you bring up because it's so easy to be like a people pleaser and feel like we have to say yes to everyone. But then sometimes it's at the expense of ourselves. And if we're doing Mm. that, we're also it's also going to have that consequence of being at the expense of our children, because if we're not being our best or, or, you know, filling our cup, which is an analogy I like, I I like to use as well is that we're not going to be able to give to them either. And so it just has that kind of ripple effect through.
1: Mm. And those children
0: and those people, our significant
1: others and family, they're the people that we keep saying that we want to have more quality time with. So when we're saying yes to a lot of things that are outside of those people, that's when we start to feel that overwhelm and that sense of we're not getting enough of what we want. And I'm certainly not saying that doing something for others is not important because it really is. It's just about saying yes at the right times with the right people.
0: Yeah, exactly. And thinking Mm. about how can I best serve others while also not jeopardizing my well-being right now absolutely Mm. and so why do you think self-care is so important not just in general but especially as mothers
1: we are born as little individual people and i think self-care is about protecting who we are as as a an individual and as a human before woman mother partner all of those things it's about self and like i said earlier you touched on some words and you continue to touch on words that i'm going to use self-care is really the practice the mindful practice of filling your own cup that's what it is that's what self-care is and i would like to talk about what it's not Mm. as well yes (laughs) uh but that that's really the essence of what it is and so i think that's why it's so important because you just can't do anything if you're completely empty and depleted So it is important you keep, if you think of yourself as a cup or a bucket, you have to keep just making sure you're at the right level all the time. Uh, And if you feel you're getting depleted, you need to top yourself up. And if you feel you're going to spill over the edge, you need to bring yourself back down Mm. as well. Um, in particular, uh, what I didn't mention at the studies, I'm a primary school teacher. We, I, I, I'm constantly on alert all day about helping children monitor their own buckets as well, because they get to the point where their buckets get full. So it's about understanding how you can help yourself either refill or empty a little mm. bit just to get that right, that right amount.
0: Yes. Yeah. And someone else explained it in a way that, you can fill your, cup, fill your cup so you pour from the overflow. And I thought that was oh, a really nice beautiful. way of thinking about it too because that's where serving others comes from. But you've, you've fulfilled yourself enough as well so that you're able to come yes. from even more of a genuine and honest and purposeful place where you're like, yes, I am in a good space right now and I'm more than happy to give you some of my overflow. And I really like thinking about it that way now too.
1: Mm, absolutely i hadn't heard that that is really good mm, yeah. I, yeah i just got
0: to share it because sometimes i don't know i like analogies especially oh um, me <laughs> they just help you kind of see it a bit better and yeah and it's, that's something you could use to explain to children as well and one of my favorite books um is called have you filled a bucket today have you filled a
1: bucket today yeah yep. so good and so that's a way that we
0: can explain to our children how yeah. this works as well because it's taking care of ourselves. Um, but then also, like you said, like, we are able to also be there for other people through that as well. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And it's funny because I was a primary teacher as well because I'm a school counselor now. So I've left that side. And um, there's so much that we see in the classroom. And it's not just being a teacher. <laughs> like We don't just teach our students. Like, we're so much more than that because we have to teach them other things like this like emotional regulation or social skills or um then there's you know the teachers that go above and beyond like you that will make sure we're talking about things like filling your bucket filling other people's buckets and not taking away from other people's buckets yeah because i certainly did not learn about that growing up
1: no and i think that if it's not part of a regular conversation in homes uh, it is quite foreign. E- you know, every skill set that we have as, as humans, we have to learn. Um, the only thing that we do is breathe. <laughs> other than that, I'm pretty sure we have to learn every other skill set there is. And uh, it's up to us to model that for our children as well. Mm-hmm. And it's up to me to model that in the classroom. And it's up to me to model that as a mother uh, and, and talking about what's happening and how we're feeling and how we're processing through those
0: emotions. Yeah, because it, it's also teaching them empathy. Yes, Like that's one of the ways that you can foster empathy in your children because there's a bit of debate whether we're born with it like innate creatures that are empathetic or whether you kind of learn it. And I do think there's a bit of truth in both of that, Um, especially kids. They don't care about anyone else. Mm. They care about themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. That's very normal. That's all they know. (laughs) They're in like survival mode, self-preservation mode. (laughs) Yeah. So we do have to guide them and it does take yeah. a, a while i mean we can probably think of adults that don't have empathy um and so we if we're making sure to make it an everyday conversation like you said like you just build it into your daily practice as being something that's really important yes and so um let's yeah let's talk about some of the common myths of self care
1: all right because that's something so, that as really I said, irks we- me as well <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna go for it. I've actually written an ebook on this, so I am um I get a little bit feisty about it.
0: Good, go for <laughs> so it. So I'm just
1: gonna I'm gonna talk firstly what it really is, and then I'll talk about what it is not because I think there's a lot of pressure in women about what self care looks like, and then we feel like we can't get it because it's unattainable. So then we beat ourselves up and we feel worse. So, firstly, I want to acknowledge that, like I said earlier. Self-care is the mindful practice of filling up your own cup and it's about filling up your emotional, your mental, your physical and your spiritual self. Those four things, how you feel, how you physically are present, how you're mentally present and what's going on in terms of how you feel you fit into the world. And We can sometimes hit all four of those things in the one self-care practice or sometimes you might just be focusing on one or another Mm. uh, and that's totally okay as well. And like I said, they need to be linked to your core values. So when you're spending your time and creating time for self-care, they need to be things that you feel aligned to doing and being, not what you see other people are doing. Yeah and thinking, oh, that looks really good. Um, And and it's good to try new things. But it really is a deeply personal thing. So what it is not is the glorification of extended periods of time for yourself. (laughs) It can be, but it's really not. It's it's so much more simpler than that. Mm -hmm. It's not hour-long facials followed by hour-long massages. Again, on occasions it can be. But that's not what we should be pursuing on a daily basis because if you save it up, you think about how often you're going to be able to get to a one-hour massage followed by a one-hour mm. facial. How about you, Crystal? How many times a week do you reckon you'd be able to do that? Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm lucky if it's once a year. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> and you schedule it in like six weeks in advance and you've got a babysitter and you've got a whatever it is and then you feel guilty the whole time. But... It can be that. It's just that we need to be pursuing self-care more regularly than those big events. Mm. So self-care is not the big luxury indulgence things regularly. It's the simple mindful things that fill our mental, emotional, physical and mental, did I get them all right, Uh, you know, things inside our bucket every single day Mm. and multiple times a
0: day, multiple times
1: a day. And especially as mothers,
0: that's how we need to make it work for us because we get so easily Absolutely. depleted
1: <laughs>
0: and, so and we're we so busy all in. the
1: time. We're, we're on the go all the time. And whatever we're doing now, I know that we're thinking about what's going to happen in an hour because that's, yeah. that's what we do. We forward think and we forward plan. So having, taking those mindful moments is so important mm. and that's really what self care is about. It's about acknowledging in the moment of something that I am doing this to fill my mental bucket or I am doing this right now because I want to get my heart rate up because it helps me physically to be my
0: best. Uh, And it could just be five minutes. It doesn't have to be whole day long things. Yes. And I like how you talk about it in the different categories because it's right. We have uh, all these different needs and it's not just one thing that we need. It could be from multiple areas or a combination of some areas and how you were talking about it uh, being different for everyone is, my biggest tip is I just tell everyone to think about your love language. And if you don't know it, you can go and take a free quiz online and and discover it that way. But then you're able to tailor it to something that really suits you as well. And because I've seen what other people do for self-care and I've tried it and it hasn't stuck. Like I wish I was Mm. someone that wanted to go and exercise every day, but I'm just not. (laughs) I'm someone that would rather rest. And so a lot of resting (laughs) type of self-care works well for me instead. Um, but, you know, there are times where I might work out and that feels great in that moment, um, you know, if I had a lot of energy that day. But it doesn't have to look the same every day either. And no, you're allowed to change it too. Depends on how you feel and what you feel you need at the time. And I think
1: you, to practice really efficient self-care, you have to be quite intuitively um, yes. connected to how you're feeling and, and what you think you might need at that time. Self-care... Uh, for your physical health could be choosing the salad wrap over the KFC. Even just making a simple decision Mm. is self-care and you didn't have to spend any extended amount of time on that. Uh, except eating it, of course, and you're going to feel really good about yourself and it pumps you up, so it gives you a bit of a buzz. Yes. <laughs> I chose the salad wrap, people. want to announce did not eat that KFC. Um, <laughs> you know, that that is uh, self-care. That is mm. true self-care. It is taking care of your needs and being mindful about making those decisions.
0: Yeah, so good. Um, and I know we had a few people join and some questions in previous uh, lives where... I think uh, solo parents have a really hard time figuring out, okay, but how am I going to have self-care? Because like you were mentioning before, people think it's like going out and getting a massage or whatever it is. Mm. So solo parents like, okay, but who's going to watch my kids? So do you have um, any tips for them?
1: Well, my first big tip is to change the mindset around how you can access self-care. That's the first thing and about really understanding that it's in about your your daily behaviours, choices, decision-making. That's where the true self-care is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you a really um, interesting example. One of my favourite forms of self-care is doing the washing up and I know that sounds totally ridiculous but I will guarantee you that no one comes near me when I'm washing up because I'm likely to give them a job. (laughs) So one, I get some solitude. Two, I'm a real water person. I understand that about myself. I like the feel of water. It's calming. Uh, So I like to actually have my hands in the water. Making things clean is always very satisfying, mm, and is. even though I hate washing up, it's a very satisfying thing. And I've also learned to pick the right scent in my bubbles because okay. it just gives me a whole experience. Mm. Um, Morning Fresh has a um, now I can't remember the exact name of it. It's a rose flavor. It's a flavored. It's a rose scented. Um, dishwashing liquid and Mm. it smells amazing so when I think about doing the washing up it makes me feel excited a bit because I think one I get solitude and as an introvert that's an understanding that I'm an introvert that is a really important thing to me um yeah and I get the scent so I get that real physical effect of the warm water and the scent and I also get the satisfaction of making things clean Mm. and sometimes I make it last a little longer than it should (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because have getting a getting alone time. <laughs> maybe I have a little glass of wine while I'm doing that, you know? <laughs> you know, and that's something that needs to be done. But I'm finding the joy in that activity. And yeah. so in terms of I think solo mums but all mums as well is that find the joy, find the things and be mindful about the things that can help you fill your cup uh, and take the moments through the day. Mm. Don't wait until you get gifted a 60-minute massage and then, you know, not be able to go and have it for another three months. You know, don't wait for self-care. You've got to take the moments, find the moments, and be really, um, you've got to master being on the fly with it.
0: Yes. And it's so important to have that proper mindset about it that we shouldn't limit ourselves and think, oh, I wish I could do that like she does or whatever, or I can never do self-care because I don't have time. But it's just about being really smart with your time management or taking advantage of, moments um and thinking okay on a deeper level what is this actually doing for me right now so like that's it yeah i know some people like to stir like positive attentions and and really be mindful about Mm. what they want to achieve in their day while they stir and drink their coffee like that's more than just drinking coffee or for me absolutely always like the shower at the end of the day because i'm like you i'm a i'm a pisces i don't know if it's like a water me too Yeah, yeah And I'm alone. No one's touching me. I can play some music if I want to. And I do my best thinking in the shower. So it's more than getting clean. It's like the whole other experience of it as well. I agree. Um, And like self-care doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to look a certain way. It just needs to make you feel good. Mm, Absolutely. And when you think about those
1: examples that we've just given, and how many other routine things we do in our day that we can change our mindset around mm. to reflect self care, get greedy, get greedy, get into it <laughs> and, and tell yourself as you're doing that, I'm loving the shower. This shower feels good for my soul. Mm. This is warm. This is, and tell yourself those things because it is all in the mindset. Yes. Don't wait for the 60 minute massage.
0: Yeah. It's like you need to get out of your own way. <laughs> sometimes we can make it so much harder and like we're our own worst enemy and it's like instead of just thinking that you can't do it just figure out a way to do it and it is easier said than done and like Tash mentioned before there's a bit of trial and error you've got to try a few different things and find what's going to work best for you but I also think it's important that we have these conversations and that we're all sharing what works for us because then you kind of get Mm. an idea or, or like how Tash and I relate to each other with the water element stuff. It's like, okay, so that's something like I should probably look into a bit more. Mm, I'm going to guess that
1: you're a Pisces mediator personality and a words of affirmation, love language.
0: <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> yes, I got it. What's <laughs> the second one you said? Is that, um, is that the new one? That's 16 the 16 personalities. The 16 personalities.com. Oh, right. Very interesting. I'll have to look that up.
1: I'll need you to get back to me. Um, <laughs> you'll be a green category.
0: There's colours, but you'll be a green person. Okay, I'll definitely have to check that out after. That's so funny. But yeah, words yeah. of affirmation is my um, number Sorry. one. But it's not uh, being told compliments. It's um, it's conversation. It's talking is my is how my words of affirmation works. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sorry
1: we digress
0: <laughs> yes anyway um, yeah. okay well is there anything else you'd like to share with us about creating time for self-care
1: yeah I just wanted to give a hint some people might find it difficult especially if you've not been in the practice of positive mindset around mm-hmm. being opportunistic about your self-care so my tip if you are finding it difficult to flick the switch um, I've got two pieces of advice first thing is when you're doing a mundane task ask yourself what you enjoy about it Uh, What do you like about this task? So for me, the washing up, it's the warm water and the scent. Uh, So ask yourself that because it will help to retrain your mind around uh, the the everyday things that you're doing and what you can gain from it and how it's serving you emotionally, physically, that sort of thing. My second tip is to schedule it in. So if you're one of those people that really does struggle to be opportunistic uh, and you're practising that at the moment, Just pick a time and it might be 10 minutes after your children go to bed or the 10 minutes before you go to bed where you're going to do something for yourself for 10 minutes that you really love. And it could be reading a book or it could be getting into bed early because that's amazing self-care. It could be sending a friendly text to a friend you haven't seen in a while because that makes you feel good. It pumps you Mm. up. And so just taking that 10 minutes before you go to bed to choose to do something
0: for yourself that doesn't involve anybody else. I love that. And it's as simple as 10 minutes and surely we can all find 10 minutes in our day where we're not mindlessly scrolling on our phone. So spend it on some actual valuable time on yourself. That's really going to fill you a lot more than, than uh, social media making you feel worse (laughs) really. And I actually have an uh, event set on my phone that alerts at nine o'clock every night that prompts me to like, journal, read a book, uh, get to bed. Like I've listed a few things that I like to do as part of my night, my night self-care routine, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, But because I can get so caught up in what I do for work, especially at night because that's the only time I can get things done when the kids are in bed, then it's a a reminder. It's like, okay, time for you now. And I'm like, all right, I suppose. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it is good because you've got to disrupt whatever the pattern is of what you're doing sometimes to be able to have that effect and I was going to just say if we calculated how many minutes or hours we spent consuming on technology so I'm talking uh social media tv Netflix if we actually looked at how much time we're spending on that versus how much time we're mindfully spending on ourselves we would probably be quite shocked with yeah. with the the numbers yeah people so, don't realize you know, got how to...
0: much time they actually spend on their phone and that's why it's so good that the apps or the iPhone and now tracking it for you. And even then people just yes. don't realize.
1: It's, even if you think, I mean, some days i might on a weekend, especially when I'm not at school. Cause I'm, I don't really touch my phone much at school, but on the weekend I might get to the end and it'll say like three hours, 14 minutes. And I'll go, I have like not when? sat on my phone for three yeah. hours. When did that happen? Yeah, And just all those tiny little five minutes, seven mm. minutes, 10 minutes, they all add up. And I think, if I could have spent that time doing this or um, creating that or doing something for myself or spending it with my kids or, Mm. yeah, it's an interesting one to have a look at. And uh, just in our October masterclass for the time creator momentum, this month we are looking at auditing our time and then moving on to time blocking. So we're actually, we've been doing some work around working out where our time goes. Yeah. And the results
0: have been very interesting. Yeah. I've even been reflecting on it myself. And um, I watched the Netflix documentary thing called The Social Dilemma. And I just straight away like turned off all the notifications on my phone Mm. because, um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. And if you want to look into that, definitely watch that because it it goes a bit more into the psychology of like why it's so addictive. And they've literally marked it and planned it that way. And they also know – they also know that it's having that effect on us too. So it's about uh, yeah. playing the system and being aware of it too. Absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today, Tash. Um, and You're very welcome. We will find you for more information. So I love hanging out on Instagram. Again, try not to be on
1: there for three hours a day. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard Um, when your business is media. (laughs) My business is online. But that's okay because I spend a fair chunk of my work time offline at school. Uh, But you can find me at Tash underscore Guthrie. If you search the time creator on the internet, I, I will pop up. That's, um, that's my, that's my, um, product name. It goes across the podcast, the community, uh, the momentum as well, the membership, but the community is free to join. So if anyone wants to come and hang out and,
0: uh, talk all about creating more time for the things that they love, that's the place to be. Great. Thank you so much again, Tash, for coming on. And I hope that um, everyone is going to go away now and go find 10 minutes for yourself. Like that's that's right now and let us know what you're doing. Yep.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to finish this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm going I'm- I'm to give myself a couple of minutes before my last live for tonight. And then. Beautiful. Yeah, go to- I think I'm doing what I call a reverse sleep in where I go to bed early. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank, thank you, you for so having much. me. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Ash. Bye. Bye.